Real Deal with a Kill Baby, episode 30, this is 32, 32, man, I don't know, I don't keep counting no more, I don't keep counting no more, man, I got Cameron Wolf, Insider for the Tennessee Titans at ESPN, I got it right, right, Insider, writer, hey, whatever you want to go with, whatever you want to go with, long, what you you going, uh, rookie of the year, Hey, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> Sorry, ben, on my Ben Simmons. Denver, Denver, on my Ben Simmons, you know. Denver Post. <laughs> nine and nine for ESPN, man. Talk, just before we get to everything else, man, congratulations. Appreciate that. Congratulations on the wedding, man. Just, hey, it's, it's, it. That's inspiration. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Black family, black couple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially for a man like me that's single. Been out the game for five years, and I look at people that get married, mm-hmm. and this motivation is it's inspiration. Right. But these damn women in the H, man, they be playing. <laughs> these minds, dog, they, they, when they here for a long time, they don't leave. They, they need to get out. Yeah. Because their minds get messed up. Right. But I ain't going to rant. I ain't going to go off about them. So I want to ask you, how did the proposal go in the beginning? Oh, oh, it went lovely. You know, I had my Michael Jordan jersey on because okay. Michael Jordan ain't never missing the clutch. You okay. Know? Um, and I, I knew, basically, she was going to say yes off the rip. So, it was about me figuring out how I'm gonna make this because yeah, it's automatic, basically. Yeah, like, automatic, automatic. Layup, I mean, man. looking for a layup, layup. Yeah, man. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, nah, we uh, she from Houston, so we we came down here. We yeah. was actually in Mo City. Okay, um, Mo City. Mo City. Oh, shout out to my boy happened. Theo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you get man the camera too. You get man. He was on the episode yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, <laughs> we was in we was in Mo City at one of our uh, former bosses. Uh, uh, houses and we had a little get together. Uh, we was RAs back in the day, so we had a little get together with all them. Um, that was what we told Bree, and that was what we were doing. And uh, it was my idea. It, it, it was it was your idea, but I got got our boss together. Said, "Hey, this is what I want to do." Right, right, uh, right. Blah, he he helped get some things together. Yeah. Basically, everything uh, got flowing, and he called uh, her up to as if she won a prize. Uh, for a for a uh, three three day cruise or three day vacation to Dominican Republic, so she right. was pumped and whatnot. So, or she he actually called me up, and then I came up there, and then she came up there with me, and then as she came, he missed the story of oh, as she came out as she oh, came man. up as she came up with me. Oh, pass okay, it on the mic. Pa- pass it on the mic. Pass it on the mic. He called me up. All right, Bree, Bree okay. talking to the mic. Talking to Go the ahead. mic. So, what, what's the real story? So, the party part is true. We were getting together for a party down here. Uh, meeting up with some of our old staff, he kept disappearing during the party. Right, he right. Had all of my family, his family, hiding in the house. They wouldn't let me in the house. Kept like looking at me crazy. Nah, I tried sit to down. go in there. Get somewhere, sit down. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like they disguised it as a prize drawing. I never even entered my name in the drawing, so something was already weird to me. He was acting funny with me the whole day. I was like, did I make you mad? What's up? Um, and Ooh, so, you get somewhere to sit down? Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, our boss called me up there to pull names, and it ends up being Cameron's name. Right, um, right. So Cameron walks up there with his little walk on, you know, he's got to get his smooth walk on. Gets up there, and he was like, yeah, you know, so you want a trip to the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, can I come on this trip? Like, is it for two people? Cause you thought it was solo dolo? Yeah, I was oh. like, going to go without me. Uh-uh, he ain't playing that, huh? So he starts talking about this trip or whatever, and all of a sudden I see my mom walk out. That morning she told me she was in New York. So, lied to my face. I see her walk out, and then I knew that he was about to propose to me. Yeah, he was crying. She was crying. She was boohoo. Oh, was man. Boo-hoo. She she was full. You know. All the, so you knew it was like yes. You already knew it'd be yes automatically. Yeah. All, all, all top. So it was I just mean, like. Yeah, yeah. Look what it is. You yeah, I mean. 
Nah, um, <laughs> nah, but I, <clears throat> I started going with my speech, and uh, she started bawling out crying. I don't even and know what he said. Her mom moment. came coming out. And, so it was out the dome? It was already at the dome, or you? I had, uh, <clears throat> I didn't write it. I didn't write it, but uh, I had practiced it like once or twice around what I was going to say. In the mirror? Yeah, in the mirror. You yeah, know, yeah. I had to make sure I was looking, you know, smooth with it. And then once it was like kind of... Cause I like to go off the dome. I don't want it to be scripted. Right, but that's and how. That's then, how then, time once is. I knew my three my three topic points I wanted to hit, I was good. You know, it's just like it's just like doing a TV hit. You know, you get three topic points, hit them, and then go with your emotions through that. So I, I said that. She was in. She said yeah, and uh, that was it. Man, it's inspiration, man. All right, what's the? It's July, right? Yeah, July first. My it's my first real wedding. Sorry, Zion. Zion, I went. You one of my best friends. That was a wedding. I went to my, like a full blown out, walking through like the clubhouse, not in the back of a restaurant. No disrespect to Zion. That's my right, boy. Right. You know, no disrespect. <laughs> How they kill him? <laughs> I know he gonna listen. He gonna listen. So I'm like, man, like, like I'm talking about, you know, you know what I'm talking. about. It's like a, a wedding, like yo, like yeah. wedding, like right. full blown out. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, you know that's how I'm just looking at it. But I'm congratulating on both of y'all. Appreciate it. Congratulations. So we're gonna we're gonna get to football. See, well, before we get to football, <clears throat> Rockets Warriors. Who you got? Who gonna win tonight? Or who gonna win the series? Tonight in the series. I hate to break Houston's heart, but I think the Warriors gonna end up winning this series. Really? Yeah, I do. I do. I think Rockets gave more of a fight um, than a lot of people thought. And I wouldn't be surprised to see this go to go to seven, but I just think in the end, shoot to shoot, and I think that team got too much talent to to lose in the end. Uh, yeah, I, I could I could rock with that. I could rock with uh what you're saying. I respect that a thousand percent. Yeah, Golden State. I uh-huh. see why I picked Golden State. They, uh-huh. you know, it's Golden State. They got the oils. I want to see the Rockets win. I'm just right. telling you what 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 what's gonna happen. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> So no faith in Houston. No faith like they had no chance tonight. I mean, they got a chance. I mean. It's 2-2. Two, two. They got a, you know, best of three you series. Think, you so. think it's the biggest game for KD career? Not career, but his career thus far in uh, Golden State? Uh, I mean, he already got his reign. No clay. Well, yeah, but, clay but, hurt. Yeah, but the, yeah, you're right. He, he got to step up. It's his, right. You know, this is why he left to come to Golden State. True. You know, I rock with that. So, I, I think, you know, it's, it's an old, old uh, running mate in Harden. You know, we're gonna we're gonna see. I think it's gonna be a good game though. Cleveland Boston, who you got? Cleveland Boston? Man. That's 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 man. You, you can't just put me on this one, Boston, right? Here. Boston Boston up three two. Boston up on the road. So we know it's going seven. They ain't on the road yet. I think Boston gonna pull it out. Really? I think Boston gonna pull it out. I can, I say Boston in seven. I I think that LeBron just tired. LeBron gonna be tired at the end. I I think it, I I think of Boston Golden State championship. You know how ugly that is, though. <laughs> T- TV will be mad. TV will be so pissed. <laughs> Are you kidding? You're going to give me starless Boston versus the star-studded Golden State? Oh, it's going to be fire. It's going to be a full game. Gentlemen, sweet, dog. Yeah. They might pull one probably. game in Boston for, motor, you know, energy and adrenaline. Yeah. They ain't going to be tripping. Boys probably was drinking the night before out in Boston. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They gonna, come on, man. We need LeBron. We need star power. We need it. But he ain't star got him. In, in, in the finals. I'm li- I want to see Houston Cleveland. That's you want to see Houston Cleveland? Oh my god! I want to. I want to be the guy with the with the Cleveland shirt on at mm-hmm. Prospect address. Yeah. Shout out to all y'all places. Shout out to Junior Martin. I want to be that guy. Right. That's the bad man. The bad guy. I feel you. So when LeBron, I want to see a game seven Houston Cleveland. LeBron pull off some heroic game winning shot. Yeah. I'm running around hitting the shoot, shoot. That's, That's always next year. 
Nah, not next year. Nah, not next year. No, 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 no. It got to be this year. It's it's a lot of theories about LeBron might come to Houston. And, uh, nah, I want I want to be the. I want. I don't think he coming to Houston. He come to Philly before he come to Houston. Maybe. Yeah, I can see that. But now we're gonna we're gonna talk football. Now we got we got months until the season start. But training OTAs already kicking off. Mm-hmm. You with the Titans. So tell me right now, what is the expectations for the Titans lead them to this season? Coming off a playoff appearance last year, going to the division round now this year. You got Mariota back, mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. Henry. Yeah. Big expectations for them. I mean, they they fired their coach after the playoff win. You know, that's the type of bold move that you make when you think you're close to a championship. So they think they're close. Um, they think that, you know, Marcus Mariota came off a real bad late year last year. Mm-hmm. Threw 13 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. His footwork was sloppy at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They were just winning games based off, you know, backyard football. Right. It was real just, you know, sloppy play. Uh, but they, they brought in Mike Vrabel. They think that's going to help a lot. They brought in a new OC. Right. Uh, they signed Deion Lewis in free agency, Malcolm Butler. Uh, they brought in some talent, and they think they, they think they closed the gap. You know, they got, you see New England at the top of the AFC, right. and then you got Pittsburgh and Jacksonville sort of in that next wave. Right, right. And then you got everybody else. And they think right. they can elevate at least into that second tier yeah. to challenge New England. So, you know, we're going to see a uh, big, big year for Mariota. Uh, year four for him, it's about time to, to put up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, you know, after the season, he probably going to be up for a, a big-time extension, maybe a nine-figure extension. Right. Um, but he got to show that he's worth worth that money. Exactly. He got to show that he can lead a team, you know, to a potential championship. So. And, I, and I'm going to speak on that, too. With you, you added Mike Vapor. Mm-hmm. You add Malcolm Butler. Yeah. Deion Lewis. Hey, look at the schedule they have. We, t- we talked about it before. You said 10 wins maybe for, for Tennessee. Right. I think now the AFC South could be the toughest division in the AFC. I think it might be the toughest division in the NFL. Maybe. Yeah. Because you got now Houston. Yeah. Everybody's healthy. Luck. I mean, it's 50-50. Right. But Indy, Indy might be the worst team in the division, and they got Andrew Luck, who yeah. could be the best quarterback in the division. You know, right, depending exactly. on how you think Deshaun Watson and, and Marcus Mariota are going to turn out. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a real good. And then you got Jackson. We didn't even mention Jacksonville. And Jacksonville made it to the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a lot of talent division. It's gonna be harder um, yeah. for teams to make it. But I think there's a chance that maybe three teams out of that division make the playoffs. You know, yeah. so I think I think it's gonna be a fun division. I think it's you know, all, back in the day it used to be a laughing stock division. People used to mm-hmm. laugh at the AFC South because right. used to be a seven and nine or eight and eighteen. Yeah, and, exactly. And win the so division, was. but th- those days is over. It's it's big boy football, you know, you know a lot of a lot of teams with a lot of physicality. So, yeah. I think uh, I think Houston with Deshaun Watson, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we mentioned Tennessee with Mariota and, and Jacksonville. I, I think they'll take a step back, but that defense. Probably still, about do you think Jacksonville? You, do you think that was a not not necessarily a fluke year, but it was kind of a year where they won a division because Luck was hurt, JJ Watt, Deshaun Watson went down. And then Tennessee gets in out of nowhere yeah. due to those injuries. Right. Do you think Jacksonville, Tennessee basically got kind of lucky with those two teams being banged up? Uh, I, I think you could look at some of that. I think both of those teams were good teams. The question is, would they have won that many games if, if Luck or, or Watson didn't get, didn't get injured? I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, Luck. That team had luck and everything and nothing else. So right, right. even with luck, I think they would have been hard pressed to to make the playoffs. Indy, uh, Houston, they were a completely different team with Watson and 
So you, who knows? They might have been a playoff team before, but mm-hmm. you know injuries happen in the NFL across the land. So it's just the way it falls. I can't you know say that injuries were excused one way or the other because Philly won the Super Bowl and they quarterback got hurt in Week 15. Yeah. And they they rode Nick Foles into a Super Bowl win, so you know injuries happen. You gotta yeah. react to them, but I do think that everybody healthy, all the quarterbacks healthy, gonna be a heck of a division. I know you don't cover the Pacers, but I want to talk about them because they at the top of the AFC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you see New England coming back with all the real rap going on in the front office with Brady, uh-huh. Belichick, Robert Kraft? Mm-hmm. Do you think they can bounce back? And, do you think they still number one? Oh, you see a new, a new team going I, to the uh, Super Bowl. I think it's the beginning of the end um, for the Patriots and their franchise. I think at some point you got to look at uh, Tom Brady. At some point he's going to deteriorate in age. I think it's it's a, it's a situation where we've never seen a quarterback play past 40 at MVP caliber level in right. the entire history of the NFL. It just doesn't happen. At right. some point you fall off a cliff. I know Brady's a different type of player. But I, whether it's this season, whether it's next season, I think we start to see, uh, you know, post-40 Tom Brady. And then, like you mentioned, all the extracurriculars, you know, that stemmed off the Patriots losing that Super Bowl mm-hmm. from Malcolm Butler getting benched and, you know, the Patriots and Bill Belichick never really having a true explanation from that. Mm-hmm. And then you look at, you know, Tom Brady just feeling like he's not appreciated. Mm-hmm. You're a five-time Super Bowl champion, many-time Super Bowl MVP, and you just feel like you're not getting that love. So I, I do feel like there's a lot of tension within that organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they'll ever figure it out. You don't have to be friends to be a part of a team or be a part of an organization. But when things start getting rocky, that's when things start to separate. So I, I know Tom's not there for the OTAs. Gronk's not there for OTAs. Mm-hmm. I think you start to see some of those cracks with the Patriots Foundation um, mm-hmm. this season. And I think, it, you know, we start looking at post uh, Tom Brady, Gronk, and Belichick life in New England. I know it's still early, but behind New England, mm-hmm. who do you see making that jump to be that second team? Because we always said Pittsburgh. It was always Pittsburgh under <coughs> New England. Yeah, but yeah. Do you see another team that can be like, this team right here in the AFC is scary? Right. I think you got to look at the quarterbacks. It's always what runs it. You know, Tom Brady ran it because he was the best quarterback in the division for so long. Mm-hmm. And you look at the teams that challenged him. It was Denver when they had Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, Pittsburgh when they had Ben Roethlisberger. At times, it'd be Phillip Rivers in, in San Diego at that time. You know, mm-hmm. teams with those top-tier quarterbacks, Pro Bowl quarterbacks that can compete at that level, you got to say, who's that next wave of quarterback? And we yep. talked about a couple of them. You know, Deshaun Watson in Houston. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on what Tennessee gets out of Mariota, he could be one. A lot of them are in that AFC South, you know. Um, right. And then outside of that, just guys that are getting drafted this this past year, you got to see what happens with those guys. Yep. Does – Baker Mayfield become a player out in Cleveland, you know. Mm-hmm. Does uh, I don't think he will be, but does Josh Allen become a player out in in, uh, in Buffalo? Right. You know, just some of the quarterbacks they they draft in the AFC side. Those guys coming up, I think the Jets the Jets drafted uh, Sam Darnold. Right. You know, so you got those new waves of quarterbacks who becomes that elite um, talent, and that's sort of where you find who's going to be that next tier team to yeah. to represent the AFC. The 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 anthem policy mm-hmm. that um, you know. We see what's going on within the past 48 hours with that. Have you talked to anybody on the Titans regarding mm-hmm. that, that situation? And if so, what, what do they say? Yeah, I talked to a couple players, and um, I'm not going to say names just because they don't want me to. Right, right, right. Um, I but I talked, to, I talked to one player who is, thinks real heavily about this policy, and he was not surprised. Mm-hmm. He felt like that uh, the NFL was always about this sort of thing, that they wanted to keep – you know, the stick to sports mantra 
and keep the protest outside of the field. So he figured once the protest hit a big stream, this was going to be the result. Mm-hmm. He's not a fan of it. He thinks that more players will end up protesting because of this. Um, and, you know, I, he doesn't think the rule is going to work. Um, I talked to another player who was more on the conservative side of it, right. and he he's a fan of it. He said, I'm going to be out there standing, oh, standing yeah. every day for the flag, and I hope my teammates are too. So oh. I think it's two sides of the spectrum, and I, I think – that's why the NFL messed up with this this anthem rule because they tried to appease everybody. Mm. You know, you try to play both sides. You try to say, okay, we got people who want everybody to stand, and you kick them off the league if they're not standing. And then you got people who know the issues that are being protested mm. and know that social injustice, racial inequality, and police brutality are issues that need to be talked about in our community and continue to bring highlight. And they feel like you let the players – protest and be able to use their platform to talk right. about whatever they want. So you got two sides of issues and NFL's like, we're gonna let them do both and in an instance you you appease no one. Um and mm-hmm. I think they messed up because honestly, the players started to decrease their protests as the season went on. By week sixteen, week seventeen, we stopped talking about it. You know, there was right. a few guys, Eric Reed was still kneeling, but for mm-hmm. the most part people started to figure out how can I use my platform in different ways right. to make make change, and they got the NFL to put ninety million up to social justice uh, reform and whatnot. So they, they were starting to move that way. And NFL, they want to swing they swing they power around, you know, mm-hmm. play a little bully ball and say, hey, we're gonna make this rule and say that you got to show respect. Um, who defines respect? That's that's the question. You know, I felt like players kneeling were very respectful. Nobody was, you know, acting. Was hurt nobody? You know, they were they were peacefully speaking their point and, and eloquently talking about why they felt like these issues needed to be addressed yeah. and they were just kneeling and looking straight ahead. So And, and now they brought the talk back because, yeah. like you said, we 16, 17, we was done talking about right. it. There the, was nothing to, to talk about. We stopped doing it. Now all of a sudden, they, now they bring it back to yeah. the conversation. Once again, now we back to where we was last year in the beginning. Right. Now we're we talking about the anthem and protesting. Yeah, yeah, week one won't be about, you know, football, the Eagles re- re- uh, defending championship or the Patriots. What are they going to yeah. do? It's going to be about who's in the locker room, who coming out the locker room or not, right. who's going to stay in there, uh, what they say after. Why weren't you in the locker room? Is it dividing the team? These are all going to be questions. And I know because I'm going to be asking the questions. I'm, I'm a reporter. you got to ask those questions. So now the NFL, in an attempt to keep politics out of sports, right. has done everything to put politics back in, back it. in it. Over the last 24 hours, we've seen uh, the vice president and we've seen 45 making tweets, you know, about this in celebration. Winning. They winning, you know. So yeah. basically you see the NFL appeasing Trump. Um, and NFL owners, and they did so without consulting the players. So they call it a compromise. I don't see any compromise about it, and I just think the rule is not going to work. You believe they terrified in Trump? I think it's a lot of fear. I think it's a lot of fear. Um, I think they were scared that every time their name came up mentioned with him. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of times that he entered himself into the sports realm. Mm-hmm. And I know there's the whole stick to sports faction, right. but he entered himself into sports so many times last season. And NFL owners are terrified about it. Because there's so many owners who, who gave a million dollars to his campaign. Sure so they're did. Trump supporters. Yeah. And they don't want to be on his bad side. They don't want nobody wants to be on the on the bad side of the president. But those big money, uh, the big money white owners, they they definitely don't want to be on the bad. Trump's yeah, bad they, side. They don't want to have bad business. Right, right. So yeah. they, they they play this card, they say, Hey, you know, we care more about being friends with Trump than about your social issues, than about things that you want to yeah. protest. Can you imagine being that referee and team yeah. kneels? Like, say, think the Eagles and Falcons is a uh, opening night. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if the Eagles kneel? Right. Yeah. You gotta be that referee to be like, they got throw a flag, flag fifteen yards for kneeling, 
You know, you know how yeah. stupid I, that I, sounds. Yeah, like, I saw that rule proposal. Had nothing to do wild. with football. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I think that uh, the more that they enact these rules to muzzle players, to yeah. prevent them from uh, having a voice outside of sports, then that creates more friction. That creates more players wanting to do that. And I, I think we saw over the last 24 hours a lot of the talk about the NBA versus the NFL and why one seems to be more socially progressive than the other. And it's interesting to me because the NBA has a strict anthem rule. You have to stand for the anthem in the mm-hmm. NBA. But we all see the NBA as more of a socially pro- progressive league yeah. because the NBA and its teams are more willing to make a stance yeah. when something happens in their community. Yeah, num- the number one player in the NBA is, 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 is an activist. Right. LeBron James. Right. And, and there's a lot of NFL players, particularly those who are not stars, who are afraid of what happens if they speak up. If they say that, hey, I don't think this black man should be killed by police, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to say. I don't think a black man should be killed by police. Um, they are feeling like that that threatens their job security. Uh, mm-hmm. I've talked to players who aren't star players who feel like, okay, what is this going to mean to my bottom line? What is this going to mean when I'm a free agent? What is this going to mean, you know, I'm not Richard Sherman. So Richard Sherman can say this and he's going to get a job regardless. But I'm a middle-tier offensive lineman. I'm a backup safety. Mm-hmm. If I feel like this isn't right in my community, my team might decide, hey, you're not worth the trouble. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, pack your bags. And it's, it's you know, as such a big platform, as such a big uh, league, you know, for players to have that much fear about, you know, using their platform and what it can do, I think that's an indictment on the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something that needs to be fixed. Do you, you think it's because it's non-guaranteed contracts, but people are afraid of losing money? I think that's a part of it. I think that's right. definitely part of it. I mean, the NBA has guaranteed contracts, so you had that stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, very few, if any, in, in NFL players have guarantees in their contract past their first two years. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big part of it. And I think the NFL is just so – their union is so much so so – much more powerful than the NBA's union oh, yeah. uh, compared to the players league. Yeah. Um so there's there's a lot more um there's a lot more strength in the shield. They can yeah. they can yield the shield around a little bit more and owners have a little bit more control over who signs where as we've seen with Colin Kaepernick, as we've seen with Eric Reed currently. Um in the NBA good players are good players. If if you you know players are a headache, hey, we'll deal with it if you're a good player. NFL they're going to decide, hey, you know, we'll find a way not to let you play in this league. Right. Um, so I, I think, you know, that the shield is very, very dangerous, and that, that's something that a lot of players realize. Yeah, it's, it, and it's pretty it's pretty bad. The the draft, mm-hmm. NFL draft, how do you feel about – what would you give the grade for the Titans, what they did overall? Yeah, uh, they only made four picks. It was the lowest in franchise history. Uh, they traded up three times. They got guys they, they feel like – our, our impact players, they got it. Rashawn Evans out of Alabama, mm-hmm. linebacker. Uh, Harold Landry out of Boston College in the second round, edge rusher. So it's Mike Vrabel's first draft, and he's a linebacker, former linebacker. He got him two linebackers that can immediately be impact players. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, those are two picks that Rashawn Evans is going to start week one, and Harold Landry is going to be their top edge rusher off the bench. So I think those are, are win-now moves and for the future. So I think they love what they were able to do. Um, I, I talked to John Robinson like right after he made the pick, and he just couldn't stop smiling. I was like, if yeah. I told you you're going to be able to get these two players who were first-round talents on their grade in the first and the second round, he said, I took it. I'll take it every day. So I, I think they love it. None of those guys are going to be splash headline guys. Mm-hmm. They didn't get any offensive players that are going to impact them. But building that defense up is what they're focusing on 
um, trying to bring that defense to a top 10 defense and hoping that the offense, which they put a lot of resources in, takes that next step under a new coach. Yeah, I think I think that would be good for the Titans, too, because you have a lot of – you have mobile quarterbacks in that division. Mm-hmm. You know, Watson. Yeah. Borders can run now. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Luck is healthy. He can right. run that time. So, I think you need defense, and I think Titans did make a splash, and then you get Malcolm Butler on, on corner. Mm-hmm. How big of you think – how big of a pick you think that was? Oh, it will it be huge. You know, I, I think Malcolm Butler, he – He's known for two things. He's known for the, inter- the Super Bowl interception and the Super Bowl benching, but I think he's actually a pretty good player. Right. Uh, number one corner, he's a guy who they paid 60, $61.25 million over five years. So they, they, they invested more than $12 million a year in a guy. Um, so they're counting on him to be big time. So I think that's going to really help their secondary. They've got Logan Ryan and uh, Dory Jackson there. So they got a real good trio of, of talented corners. And then they got Kevin Bayard, uh, uh all-pro safety who's probably going to emerge as a star, uh, if not a superstar, in the next you know year or two. So I think they got a lot of talent in that secondary. They could be a, a top five, top ten secondary within a year or so. So right. I think that's going to be the heart and soul of their defense going forward. What was the first year when you seen the uh, schedule? I'm, look, I'm actually looking at it right now for the yeah. first time for uh-huh. the Titans. And okay. you got Dolphins yeah. on the road. You got Titans. You got Jaguars. So you got two of your first three games. Is a divisional game. Right. You got the Eagles, Super Bowl champs, then Bills, Ravens, Chargers, Cowboys, Titans, uh, Patriots again. Well, Patriots at home, then Colts. So it's a pretty, it's it's a sm- it's a, it's a smooth like balance, yeah, smooth balance schedule. I thought it was the ease, you know, ease like the schedule was was of ease for the Titans as far as what they could have had. Um, I think you know they start off, you know, Miami, not the team that, you know. Doesn't doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence as far as on the field, mm-hmm. um, and they end very very smooth. With, I think three three or last four or four of the last five at home, mm-hmm. um, so they're in a good situation. For me, I always look at where the cold weather cold weather team is because I don't want to be in cold weather cities right. uh, <laughs> late in the season if I don't got to. So they got Buffalo fairly early, and uh, they got they got a buy right. Out, they got to go to London this season to play the Chargers. Um, and they got a bye right after that game. So schedule worked out well for them. They got a little publicity with Monday night football games. They got they play at Dallas and at Houston, I think, you know, separated by like two weeks. Right. Um, and they yeah, got a fifth th- on Cowboys and a 26th for the Texans. So. Yeah, and, and they got a Thursday night football game in there too. So they got three primetime games uh, to kind of show off who they are. Mm-hmm. So I, I, think they, I think they're good. I think they got a good schedule for what they want to do. Where do you see them finishing off in the division? Oh, the division. Uh, I I I picked them at ten and six. Um, I think Jacksonville takes a step back. I think the division ends up becoming uh, more of a two man race between Tennessee and Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Tennessee wins the division. I oh. think Tennessee wins the division. Wow. I, I think with ten and six. I, I think Tennessee wins the division with ten and six. I think Deshaun Watson is going to be a really good player. But I think the problem that Houston may have is putting too much on his plate at once. We saw, you know, MVP level Deshaun Watson in the seven games that he played. But I worry that he doesn't have enough talent around that roster to help him not need to be Superman every game. Um, and you know, asking a second year quarterback to be Superman every game is a lot to ask of a player. Right. That offensive line has a lot of holes. That secondary, like we talked about, is still suspect. I think. And you know we never know what JJ Watt's gonna look like when he come, when he comes back from that back. So I think that team, uh, I think it's gonna be a solid team. But I, I'd hesitate to have them go from what five and eleven where they were last season all the way to the other end of the spectrum and win six more games um, yeah. because Deshaun Watson's healthy. I think that's a lot to ask for uh, for a second year quarterback. So I think they may be a 
a nine and seventeen, and you know the Titans might edge him out with a division. Well, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of food on the Watson's plate. I got twelve wins for them boys. <laughs> shoot, I'm like, man, I seen that schedule. I said, ah, shoot. yeah, Texans. Hey, hey you know, yeah. nine is woo, nine and seven is that, that, that's that's like damn. <laughs> I, hey, hey, you, I hope you, I hope you, you wrong. You got you got let you got let Deshaun Watson grow. You got to let him grow. You can't 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 expect him to be Tom Brady or, or know, right? Aaron Rodgers in year two. He gonna have his growing pains. I know. He's still gonna be a good player though. Yeah. So that was that was. I told him to keep you long. Thirty minutes though. Twenty nine okay. minute show. Yeah. And BJ Detroit. What we looking like? What we looking like? We'll see. We'll see. As training can't see they, they they always do the NFL reporters wrong. Yeah. Because, you know, the NFL reporters are always never there because we got training camp. I went last season, or yeah. last year, to New Orleans. I haven't decided yet for Detroit. It's going to yeah, depend everybody's on, on. Everybody's on the fence. Ah, yeah. Detroit, yeah. Detroit, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I've never been to Detroit, so I don't want to down it. But, you know, it ain't yeah. the most appealing city off rip. So I asked Theo last time this is, so I'm, I'm going to ask you this. And I, I, I met you at NEPJ. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, Minnesota? Right. You know, I met, met you through him. Through this weak ass nigga. Yeah. Put him, put him on the put him on the camera again. <laughs> <laughs> only because throwing into this this way. Only be only because you gotta get, you got, you gotta you get might as well walk. You might as well walk. walk in this, yeah. Only because you got his head in there. You know it's a lot of head. Oh. He got a lot of arms. Now. Let me get my mic on. <laughs> he got a lot of arms. We so think he can talk about my head. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Cam just hit the. When you start hitting the gym. Oh man, the gym. nah. I've been in the, I've been in the gym. <laughs> I've been at the gym since since you you was in the womb, oh, young brother. Oh, yes, you know, I mean, she was already pushing that weight. <laughs> look, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. now these two guys right here, man. I look, man. They they, they inspire me all the time. He introduced me to the game. I met you through him mm-hmm. from Minnesota. So I'm gonna ask you this: any advice to people? Because there's a lot of people that that want to be in this world that we in, you know, but don't know what they want to do to how to get into it and everything. So what's the advice you give people? Mm-hmm. I think for me, uh, you're going to hear a lot of negative stuff about the journalism business, about uh, newspapers dying, about whatnot. I-, I wouldn't care about any of that. Uh, right. All all that matters is that there are different mediums to tell stories now. It's uh, different digital mediums, different uh, unorthodox ways for us to get into the business. And I think it's more appealing for people that look like me and you. You know, young black black men and women who uh, were traditionally kept out of this industry because you had to be 35 and white to, to write in a newspaper. So I, I think for us going forward, we have to not be afraid of the business and some of the shuttering, some of the closed doors, and just be creative in how we want to tell stories. I think there's a lot of stories to be told from our perspective. I think there are, particularly in this wave of, of athletes protesting and, and politics being entertaining in sports, we bring a perspective that a lot of people can't bring. Right. Um, and I, I think my advice for, for journalists would be, one, versatility is going to be huge for you. You know, being able to do podcasts like you're doing here, mm-hmm. uh, being able to do TV, being able to write. I talk to Theo all the time. He's a really good TV talent, and he, he can shoot his own videos. He can edit. He can do all this different stuff. And that's the stuff you need to be to do your broadcast talent. Mm-hmm. You also need to write. You also need to do everything because – people are going to want to hire somebody who can do four jobs rather than four people who can do one job really well. Mm. So um, that would that would be my biggest advice. Um, f- figure out exactly what avenue you want to do um, and attack it. Don't be afraid. Um, there are a lot of people who are willing to help you. Mm. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. 
I I meet young people all the time, and I always tell them. I give them my contact information. I tell them to call me, and out of every ten, one person never, calls. They never call. one call email, and I'm like, <laughs> I always put the onus on you because if you can't mm-hmm. put, if you can't, if you don't care enough about your career to send me an email or give me a call, it ain't no reason for me to help you. Yeah, and and, and there and there's so many people who are willing to help you. I people helped me when I came up. Right. I'm 25 and I'm willing to help out. So I know people who are 35 yeah. or 45 or 55 willing to help out. Nobody, you know, you just got to be diligent, willing to attack these things and, and go after it and say, hey, I know it's a tough path for me to do it, but I'm going to do this. I want to be a sports analyst. I want to do a play-by-play. I want to write for ESPN Magazine. Okay, let's get you there. What do you want to do? How do we get there? Hmm. Well, let's set out a plan. Right. These are steps that you need to do. You might have to go work in Bowdown, West, West Virginia for five, five uh, you know, Three three years, or two Albany, years, Georgia. or Albany, Georgia. <laughs> Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to make twenty five thousand uh, for two years to chase your dream? They're like, ooh, I don't know if I'm willing to do yeah, that. I'm willing to do that. I, uh, you got to you got to understand: is this business something that you're willing to put into? Right. Um, so I think you got to answer a lot of questions for yourself. And once you answer those questions for yourself, it's a business that 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 is waiting for people who are creative, young, different perspectives. And don't look like the traditional journalist to shine and tell a lot of these stories uh, that deserve to be so told. Can you believe that he didn't think I was going to call him back? Like, yeah. He, he was one of them, bro. Yeah. He was the one one out of ten, dog. Yeah. Dog. You, did you ever tell him the story? I don't know. I don't know if I ever let you know. I was I was back. You know, I went off to Hampton. Just uh-huh. kicking it in college. <laughs> 2014. 2014. Right. I came back from a, for a winter break. Uh, somebody lured me into this party yeah. to a chick's house who I didn't even know. Somebody. It was random. Not, yeah, yeah. not even him. It was okay. <laughs> Probably some chick. Yeah. Lured me into this party like, hey, you know, we're going to kick it tonight. So you know how it is when you come back from break. You're like, what's up? You right. It was, tw- it was December 2013. Yeah. December 2013. Yeah. I, this is before I got to TSU. And uh-huh. I had just launched my website. We had a website called Elite Insiders where we was writing. We had a lot of writers from different colleges and whatnot. So I come to the party. You know, we kicking it. Uh-huh. In the flow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I bump into this dude on the stairwell. Right. And mind you, me and the kill, we knew each other, but we weren't like cool. Like, it wasn't like this. Yeah. 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 We yeah. just used to hoop back back in the day growing up. So he yeah. hit me up and was like, man, what you went to nowadays? And I told him, like, you know, I'm doing a sports journalism thing. Here's my blog. I kind of showed him on my phone and whatnot. I was like, this is what I do, man. I'm in sports writing. Mind you, I never did this day in my life. I was yeah. still playing ball. Like I was yeah. at HCC right. putting up shots. Ball is yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to the league. Trying to make the league. Yeah, you know? I was trying to make the league. He would have made the tri- league yeah. if Coach wasn't home. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 so, that was a kill. So, yeah. He's the embodiment of ball is life right. at this point. Right, right. So, ball life. So I'm like, he, he BSing. Like, but, you know, I was like, you know what, bro? Like, look, if you want to write for us, I'm gonna give you my number. Hit me up, and we can make something happen. So I gave my number. I, you know, I kept parlaying through the party. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Party over. With. I don't know how soon did you hit me up after that? Stink the thing. Like day or two, man. Yeah. Early hit yeah. me up, and I'm like, okay, he's serious. Yeah. So I made him a profile on the website. Got him started. His first article was about um, if Michael Jordan didn't retire. How many championships with the Houston Rockets have won out of those two? I think you said they would have won one of them, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I never of, wrote. I was always against writing. Right. No, yeah. that was the first big one. I wrote, the first, oh, the first the one first, was The Adrian very Peterson first one was, uh, was a Portland Trailblazer one, but you didn't like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We shot that one Yeah, you, you said my shit was garbage. So yeah. I, said, uh, <laughs> I had to make another one. So I said, this, 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 it was around a time when you know I was at that point where I said, the Texans need to trade for AP. Yeah. Because Cushion was getting this is like oh, I predicted the Cushion thing like five years ago. I right, like, dude. Mm-hmm. Cushion needs to get gone. Trade the number one pick, but they got clowny that time. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, Trey AP that came out. 
I think it was like that it was, was okay. First one, it was pretty decent. His second yeah. article though was that Michael Jordan was one. Michael Jordan, and it blew up on the site. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, you might have something for this. So we started like working with him. He started like you know refining some of the writing game. He really been wanting to do this though, right? Yeah, radio jump. for like yeah. a jump. But he I didn't. didn't I wasn't. I was like always that. against writing though. Right. Yeah. And but then, that but that got you in the door, right? Got, got me in the door. Got you in the door. And, and I was the only guy from the eight at Houston at that time, right? Because I was from like Definitely. the MEAC conference, like Hampton, we had, Howard. Yeah. We had Hampton, NCAT, FAMU, Howard. We we got PV after you in Sequoia. I don't right, know if you know right. Sequoia or not. Yeah, I know. But we had it all. We had some out in like the West. We had them all. We had like about 10, 15 different campuses. Right. Like, writers there. Right. Yeah. He was the first one from the H, and he. He got in there. Yeah, since then, and I was like, at first, off. I didn't take it. I was like, man, I'm just right, do this, blah, blah, blah. But then once he hit me up, uh-huh. was like, I was at work. He's like, bro, your thing blowing up. Uh-huh. I go to the website. No, less 24 hours, it like, just got like, a bunch of numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, do this for real. You right. know what I'm saying? But then he taught me when I got to TSU. That's why I said, I'm going to go to TSU, do a lot of things, and get out. He talking about NBJ. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to yeah. lie. When he was on the phone, he talking about I said, like, go to this. <laughs> I like, oh, this thing so love. I was like, because he thought I wasn't, he thought I wasn't I go there. Right, go right. Neither. Yeah. I was like, you got, you got to be committed, man. Right. That's good. I'm glad that you was, man. Right. I'm glad that you he, was. As soon as he, because it's crazy. As soon as he got that phone about it. Yeah. I went he down to the top of my, I said, mom, it's this thing called NBJ. Uh-huh. It's live journalist, blah, blah, blah. Mom, buy me the ticket. And I told him after early bird. Like, I told him, it's been probably like. Like June. This was late. Like, NABJ right. was in like two months. I'm yeah. like, bro, it's NABJ. You probably not going to go this year, but. Yeah. You he, he'll try to make me wait for D.C. He's yeah. like, uh, Minnesota was, was playing too late. Yeah. I said, man, man, fuck that. Hey, mama, give me this uh, plane ticket to uh, Minnesota. Right. So like, Minnesota? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a conference. I'm 21 at the time. I'm, try- I'm trying to grind. You right. Know I'm trying to get it out there. But I like, man, ever since then, NBJ, mm-hmm. TSU, mm-hmm. play by play, writing, this. I'm like, bro. So all I'm saying is anything's possible. Yeah, absolutely. If you, possible. If you really want it, you got to go get it. Cam. Theo, yeah. you got you. What you gotta say? You got any last words to say? Uh, Warriors and six. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on that Warriors and six boat too. <laughs> Congratulations. Amen. Congratulations on everything. Appreciate that. Fuck you. We, uh, <laughs> I'll endorse that.